Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are now about to take a journey with professional advisors Ken Smith and Ethan Broga on Empirical Investing Radio. For more information about Empirical Investing Radio, please call 800-923-4307. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need them. Just because the hosts have a sense of humor does not mean their advice won't change your life. Good afternoon and welcome to Empirical Investing Radio. This is a radio program designed to teach you investing and financial planning techniques that should improve your financial situation over the course of your lifetime. Our goal is to help you make smart financial decisions, doing it using empirical and sound investment principles and financial planning strategies. My name is Ken Smith. I'm a certified financial planner with a master's degree in financial analysis. My co-host, Ethan Broga. Good afternoon, Ethan. Hey, Ken. Is also a certified financial planner with a master's degree in financial planning. Basically says, you know, he's pretty big time. (laughs) He's a mogul in the industry. (laughs) And uh, we're always looking for innovative and and new ways to uh, help our listeners and our clients We have a financial planning, uh, well, we call it a wealth management firm, but Mm -hmm. that that name gets tossed around so much now we're we're, we're, kind of looking for a different definition, aren't we, Ethan? Uh, Yeah, that's right. But uh, our viewpoint of it is somebody that provides financial planning um, and the investment management combined and in collaboration to one another would be a financial, would be a wealth manager. That's right. Um, investment managers focus solely on picking investments, and uh, financial planners only tend to do just straightforward financial planning. Yeah, clearly, in our view, the maximum benefit uh, with an advisory relationship, anyway, is working with somebody who can combine those things uh, in an effective way. Excellent. Yeah. So, on a program, we uh, we want to, if you're one of our new listeners, our goal here again is to uh, get back to the community. Um, and we went to the Voice America network to be able to do that in a much larger community than the local channels we we did radio on, mm-hmm. and get back through education. You know, uh, most of us, as individuals in the United States and around the world, actually, uh, you know, unless we've chosen to study finance and more specifically capital markets and financial planning, uh, we've got a a base amount of knowledge, but not an extensive amount of knowledge about how capital markets work, 
and uh, the latest and greatest in the in the science of investment theory, mm-hmm. uh, and and staying ahead and staying on top of the legislation and the rules surrounding various financial planning techniques can be pretty difficult for the average person who's trying to live their life. And so we want to keep you apprised of uh, of what's going on and try to try to generate some good ideas for you. We also want to answer your questions on this program. So if you are meeting or making a major financial life decision, whether it's, you know, hey, I've been renting a home and now I'm thinking of buying one because interest rates are at historic low levels and uh, and maybe you want some advice around that decision. I don't know. I'm just throwing out wild ideas here, Ethan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then should I put money down? How much money? Where should it come from? Maybe should I withdraw out of an IRA to, to make my first home purchase? Does that make sense? You know, if I have a Roth account, how does that work out? Maybe you're uh, just starting out saving. And, you know, this show is one of the ways we can help investors uh, who are just beginning to, to begin to implement some some great techniques. And and some of those questions might be, geez, should I be saving in my 401k? Should I open a Roth? Should I start saving an emergency fund? What should I do uh, that's going to give me the greatest value over the course of my lifetime? Right. And I always say it does make a huge difference. What we do now echoes in eternity. Um, you always, do you always say that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's true, but I, I hear what you're saying. I, well, I don't always say that. <laughs> um, I say something different, which is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um, what, I, what I do say, and Ethan had to call me out there. <laughs> I love this one. It's a good one. Let her in I'm, here. Surpri- I'm, I'm surprised you didn't play this when you said I was a mogul. <laughs> that's a bit of an overstatement as well. Oh, that's a good one. What I do say, though, is what you do now uh, compounds into the future. And so you may think $100 savings now is not a big deal. Hey, maybe I'll, I'll go ahead and, and just, you know, buy that extra trinket or, um, you new, know. New watch, fancy new watch. watch. Fancy flat, watch. Flat screens. Maybe you're looking at a, your eye in a Camry with, in, uh, and you're making some decisions about the options. You Leather interior. Premium. Yeah. But... It's not the $100 now, right? You forgo the pleasure of spending that 100 What that can compound into 20, 30, and even 40 years becomes a pretty enormous number. And while you're doing the update, I'll grab our calculator and just have that. That would be fun. All right. But generally, what we're trying to do, again, is, is to help you make decisions. So where do you get started? What types of accounts? Um, insurance. You know, hey, you know, what kind of insurance do you have? What do you actually need based on your net worth? Those kinds of questions. Yeah. Are you spending too much? We don't sell any of this kind of stuff, but we're experts. Yeah, I was going to mention that just a reminder to everybody. We, we don't get paid any type of commission, you know, so we don't really don't have anything to sell you in terms of products. But we, what we do have is, uh, I think, a lot of good is advice. <laughs> a lot of love and a lot of good advice for you, that's for sure. Um, you know, we're fee-only advisors, and as Ken was going over, we're, we focus on the evidence-based investing using low-cost investment vehicles. And, uh, you know, we're bringing uh, all of our individual expertise, whether it be Ken's, mine, or, you know, Lauren or Mike, uh, Stephen, uh, all their individual expertise to bear in our client situations. So, you know, if you, th- those are just examples of questions. You may be thinking about an investment strategy as well. Hey, Al, somebody's pitching me on this. Or maybe you think, you know, I've come across this house or, 
project. You know, those are things you should run by an advisor before you just jump into those types of things. Yep. Hey, should I take all my money and pull it out of a well-diversified portfolio and go buy a house? Um, you know, that there may be something to that. Uh, I know what happened the last time around. Um, we wound up having a, people pull out of well-diversified portfolios to buy houses, yeah. thinking that that was their safe haven, actually. And um, and uh, there wind up there wound up being a real estate bubble, which ultimately collapsed. And in many parts of the country, the real real estate continues to decline. <laughs> Surprisingly, as and shocking as that may sound, uh, right. um, that's what's going on. And and I think that really turned things upside down for a lot of people who thought, you know, real estate doesn't go down. And I think a lot. Your advice, Ethan, I've heard several times is. You want to not overdo anything. You want to own in proportion to your, based on your current circumstances, your future expected circumstances, a very well diversified portfolio that includes as many viable investment vehicles, and many are not viable. We can talk about that mm-hmm. on the show continuously. Sure. Um, there's a difference between a, a speculative investment and uh, one that is a risk-reward relationship that should generate a return. Casino would be an example of a speculative investment that you would make. Now, put that into publicly traded securities markets or other types of markets, and it's still there. You just don't know it a lot of the time. Anywho's, it's Ethan. I'd like to give out our contact information, and, and, and I'd love for you to, to mail us, email us with those questions. And starting next week... We are we are going to go completely live. This is a huge announcement, though. You got to. Do we have any music, Simon? You're the you're the engineer here. That would, something exciting that's going to be introducing uh, our the live portion memorialize of what we're about to take uh, part in here. Embark on a new journey. And do you have any inspirational page. music? Anything? Any? This he's not even looking. Do you have any Pavarotti on on uh, cue? Um, no. right, we didn't. What really do we have? Here we go. How about this? Hey, I've heard that before. We're we're walking through a new chamber, Ethan. We're coming into a new a new era. Oh, I see. Well, it's that's a little. It's all we have because so Simon was supposed to be working on fresh material. Um, so next week we're going to be doing the show live. Uh, live. Show. I think it's going to make it even better. Oh, immensely. I mean, better. it's going to take it from like from where it is like nine or ten, probably on the scale, to maybe I don't know, closer to eleven. Yeah, we've been hovering between a nine and a ten, something like You've that. You've right? got mail, um, so we that. want you to, you know, you'll be able to email. Uh, hey, Simon, get on the, the 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 microphone over there. Are our listeners going to be able to next Thursday, two p.m. is when our show airs? And uh, oh, is it not plugged in? Is that the deal? I'm not plugged in. Okay, hold on. Uh, Thursday, two p.m. And that's um, Pacific time, right? Yeah. Is what we do. 2 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah. That's how we do. Um, we're going to be going live, uh, and we've usually been pre-recording these shows. So you'll be able to call in. And is there a, a specific number, Simone? If they go to the website uh, on Voice America, you should be able to get a phone number on the, the page. So call, right into the show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, right on the show. It's excellent. What about a uh, instant messaging process? Could we set that up for listeners? You're the technical guy here. I'm big picture. Yeah, we can. 
but we'll see for next week. All right. Well, this is fantastic. Run, so it's gonna, we'll, we'll see what happens. I have a question. I have an idea. Anything can happen and usually does here. What if we decided to take the, make it sort of a, um, a in the office show, maybe make it a road show. We can record the show live from various locations around maybe Washington State. How would you like that? Maybe we're popping we, up in various locations. Like, I want to go down to the pier one time and have a quarter show there. Or, like, hey, maybe in one of the tram bus tunnels, we can record from there. There's people walking by, and I don't know, it might be fun. Yeah, no, I think that'd be great. We can dole I out mean, advice. We can, and really, we can ask them questions. We can reach out to the public in, in a more, you know, right now we're, we're in our closed office. Ethan here, is a man of the people. Maybe possible. we could take it, take it on the road. And He's a man of the people. Get in front of more people. I don't know. These are just ideas. It's, it's people helping people here. All right. With money making ideas. All right, well, so next week, let's get out the information here. If you, if, if you want to email us, go ahead, Ethan, do, do your thing. Work your magic on that. Yeah, if you'd like to get a hold of us, um, you've you can, got you mail. Reach us at contact at empiradio.com, uh, or you you've can reach got us mail. via phone, sort of old school, if you will, 800 923 4307. And that's the direct line right into our office. Here in Seattle, though, we're not even running a pledge drive, but our, calls our global are coming in. Our global headquarters here in Seattle uh, that's the number 800 923 4307. Just mention the radio show, ask for Ken or Ethan or even Simon now. I think that'd be okay, and we'll be happy. Yeah, happy Simon will take care of you. This guy knows what he's doing. He, he, yeah, we're eventually, calls gets it worked out. Calls are coming in, uh-huh. we got emails flooding in. We want to take all your calls. <laughs> So if you call in and it's busy, just keep trying. We got three lines left open. We got forty people on hold. We got forty-three lines. Uh, <laughs> you guys are awesome. Which caller's next? Oh, we have to go to a break soon, don't we? Okay, yeah. So when we come back from the break, the rest of the show, what we want to do is a market update because we're at the quarter end. So we're gonna see what happened last quarter and year to date and such and so forth. We'll go through all the asset classes and valuations and give you our idea on strategies on how to make some money going forward in this market. We'll be right back. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management. Inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at EmpiricalFS.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. 
Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, we're back. Empirical Investing Radio. We are talking uh, on a recorded line here from our global headquarters in Seattle. (laughs) Um, I thought we'd kick off this section before we head into the market update, which uh, we'll we'll get to in just a little bit. I thought we'd just uh, remind folks, uh, I I have a little, I got a question from a a, a client recently, around a client, but a a referral from a client rather. And uh, we're talking about the differences between their current relationship and and what, you know, how we operate. I thought we could talk about that and then maybe go into a little bit uh, right, about, our, about our offering for uh, the advisors out there as All well. Right. All right. So the question was, hey, what's really different about you versus my, my current situation? And this person was with, you know, one of the, the local uh, brokerage firms around town that have offices kind of all over the place uh, in, in different neighborhoods and things. And uh, one thing that I, I, I and just looking on what's going on with the portfolio, I, I was noticing, well, you know what happens here? Just because of the type of relationship you have with this person, more of a broker rather than an advisor, I would say. Here's some of the sizzles. Is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is this. The, the strategy they're incorporating really is just focusing on buying, you know, highly rated Morningstar funds, basically. So every, say, six months or a year. I, I'm assuming that sound effect means it's not a good idea to do that. <laughs> no. Every six months or a year, they kind of reevaluate, hey, what, 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 what ratings are my funds, basically? Yeah. And, um, you know, they don't have a real in-depth strategy like we have. Like we have tons and tons of stacks and stacks of empirical evidence. The portfolio models we have go back a long, long time. And we've been doing them for you know, many, many years now. So my point was this, though. I, yeah. I, I looked at the statements and I was telling the client or the, the prospect, I was saying, hey, you know, what you're doing here is really you're, you're, you're buying things at high points and selling things at low points. Because what you're doing is you're, you're buying the five-star funds. And then after they don't perform well, you're selling them again. But you're constantly doing that. right? You're going back and forth between... Um, when you're rebalancing or, or restructuring things, uh, you're, you're focusing on really doing the opposite of what most investors want to do, which is, which is buy low and sell high. You're really buying high and selling low each time. Right. Because after the funds have done well, that's, become, that's when they become five-star funds. And the, the, the broker wasn't recommending them before they were five-star funds. Right? right. And then after they, don't do, after they are five-star funds, they tend to do worse because that's how it works. Rather than having a, a disciplined uh, asset allocation strategy, they're spending time on things that are making them actually have worse performance right. as a result. And on top of that, um, because it's a commission-based environment, they're really selling, they're, they're, they get commissions each time they sell these things, right? These funds. The broker right. does, I mean. So you're, you're really doing two things. You're doing the exact opposite of what you want to do as an investor. You're, you're buying high and selling low, and then you're paying too much in terms of commissions to get exposure to things. Right. So it's pretty interesting. That, that stuff still goes on, and it, it really kind of boggles my mind. And I've said that before on the show. I can't believe that there's that type of environment actually still exists because there's so many good options out there for investors, for one thing. Yeah. And so, I, anyway, I just wanted to – any comments on that? I don't know. I, I wanted to bring that up before we go on to the next part. But 
Well, it, you were saying the types of advisors that we're looking for, and when we want to grow, we we want to help people. We want to do that everywhere, and it seems that there's so much room for improvement with the traditional models of how people are being delivered advice, particularly for those that don't have millions of dollars. And we're fully capable of handling very, very large situations, but you know, I, I'd, I'd love to also help those people who, um, you know, if we can figure out a way of doing this, um, but help people who are, who are, are uh, of lesser means and uh, it's something that I want to continue to figure out and work on over time. But, sure. um, you know, you don't have to have millions of dollars to deserve good, unbiased, financial, sound financial advice. And far too many of the individuals that get hired by the larger brokerage firms and, and uh, chains, chain store firms and banks, and uh, they, they just really don't invest the time in them to educate them about how investing really works. They really slightly know more than the average individual does. And uh, it's not a question of their intelligence. It's a question of they don't receive the training or the education on, on that themselves. So they are taught. And I, just to give you an example, Ethan, I, we have a recruiter that kind of keeps their eye out uh, for, um, for brokers and other advisors yeah. that may want to connect. And, and this, this person came from one of the major brokerage firms that happens to be in the news constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and not for positive things, by the way. Right. But uh, his world was so different. You know, when I explained how we help people and the way that we are only compensated by the advice that we provide, and it's a very flat and open and out front and very reasonable fee, by the way, um, compared to what ultimately gets charged in these other environments. Mm-hmm. That we're not flipping, you know, hot IPOs and and doing all these kinds of things, but we're actually really trying to help people make a lifetime of smart financial decisions using the best possible science and uh, that's out there on how to do it, but also being very knowledgeable about how we think and our psychology and and the need to have a trusting relationship with an individual uh, who you're working with as your advisor. And all this stuff was just extremely foreign to him. And, and he said repeatedly, he said, I, I didn't even know that this kind of business model existed. Wow. Um, yeah, and this is not, a, this person was in their 40s. I, I really, it wasn't as if they just got out of school and were like, hey, how do we do this? He'd been in that in that side of the business. Sort of more traditional. For about the time that you and I have been doing what we do. Right. Uh, it just really is, it's kind of mind-blowing that, that there are in today how far we've evolved um, there's still so f- much further to go until yeah, we have a, a system that provides people with unbiased, high-quality advice. You can be sure that this person, uh, who you, I'm positive of this, he's had probably tons and tons of sales training over the years, right? Uh, specifically, advice-giving training or investment advice training, right? All the energies and, and expenses have been put on the sales effort rather than the, right. the knowledge effort. And clearly he was good at gaining people's trust. No question. Um, and and he talked about that. Hey, one of my strengths is people, you know, like me and they listen to me. And Which is is a little bit um, tough because when you're when you're giving out bad advice. That's not good for um, investors, that's for sure. It, it Yeah, it's not, not an exciting thing to think about. So I, I think what we're looking for um, are people who, who first and foremost really 
are dedicated to doing uh, what's in the client's best interest. And they're not in this business to make a fast dollar or try to, you know, get rich off of peddling products to people. Mm -hmm. um, it's really not what we do. Yeah. And, so. and in the past, we've uh, we've just kind of talked, this is the sort of the section where we're going to talk about uh, um, what we're looking for in people who would partner with our firm in terms of people who are already in the industry, other advisors and things. And I, I thought we could spend a minute, Ken, if it's okay, um, just talking about some of the infrastructure and tools that we have to deliver the advice we just talked about. Okay. Uh, just really quick. Um, you know, if you're running your own, doing your own, running your own practice, and if you, let's say you're the only person in it, maybe you have you and yourself and maybe an assistant or something, you, you have so many hats you have to wear to get the, get the job done on a daily basis. Uh, a lot of things probably go by the wayside that you may like to create. And, and Ken, we've had the luxury of doing this for quite a while now and had some really talented people that work for us as well, right? And over the time, based on your direction, um, we've, had, we've developed several tools that are very, very helpful um, and implement things on that are just hard to do if you're running your own, own business, you know, and, and it's kind of small. Uh, or even if you work with one of, the, one of the, big, the big brokerage firms, it's difficult to have this type of, 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 of tools available. And things like, for example, um, you know, Ken, you, have, you had Steve create the retirement playbook, and you've been refining that over the years, right? Uh -huh. This is a, um, uh, basically a, a, an Excel <laughs> uh, document that tests with different withdrawal rates in terms of either fixed dollars or percentages versus historical returns on any allocation that we have in our models or other uh, indexes like the S&P or five-year treasuries or things like that. So it's useful for, uh, to, to walk clients through um, different periods of market history to see how their withdrawal rate would have stood up over time, right? Yeah, you can pick any starting date and actually look at real market returns each year through. Right. And not a simulated, which we also do, yep. right? We run the Monte Carlo through our financial planning. This is not meant to replace that, but it's what it's actually meant is to show you real life historical returns and how they progressed or unfolded. And if you started at the beginning of very difficult markets, how that would have, how you would have emerged from those and they're based on the actual returns. So it's kind of unique. It, it allows you yeah. to do a lot of different things. And, and with our, um, our portfolio rebalancing, you know, we have a very sophisticated tool that basically allows us to select any model among any number of accounts for a particular client and lets us know when we're out of balance relative to those models. Yeah. And so it's very client-specific, very client-customized, and we, we basically are alerted when things need to be addressed whether it be, hey, it's time for rebalance on the upside or downside, or, hey, we're going to do a tax swap today, or any number of things. These are tools that are not common, I don't think, in the industry, and certainly not for a smaller firm who ha hasn't had, um, you know, again, if you're running your own firm, you probably don't have a lot of time to develop these types of tools, even though you might like to. Um, and other things I was thinking about, we've developed um, a very useful way to calculate Social Security benefits and which ways that, which had a, how to structure receiving your Social Security in the maximum uh, benefit to you possible. Yeah. We've done that. Uh, we've also developed a very sophisticated Roth conversion tax estimator that accounts for uh, tax rates, different tax rates, uh, multiple IRA holders, requirement distributions, and, and, and growth rates of IRAs and things like that. Um, these, are, these are tools that we have in-house that I think would really be um, a very big value to anybody who decided to, to join with us a little bit here. And... Um, you know, we, basically, I'm saying we have a lot to offer uh, in terms of tools and infrastructure. Certainly, and the process that we go through the the entire process uh, that we've designed over the years uh, for connecting a variety of sophisticated portfolio um, 
opportunities that we have and strategies that we build. Right. To a client's specific financial situation is very unique. Right. Uh, we had you know Dave Loper from uh, Finance we're on. Yeah. Uh, he, he developed a unique process of planning, but I think we've taken it far beyond that uh, in how we do it. So it'd be uh, a value to the clients that you're working with, I think, to be connected with someone who's already down the road here on a lot of this. We've got to take a quick break, Ethan. I promise when we get back, we'll do the market All update right. stuff. We'll be right back. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management. Inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at EmpiricalFS.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind. With host Chris Cooper, you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. These people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more. Be More, Achieve More can be heard live Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Okay, welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. This is Ken. And uh, Ethan and I just been spending some time talking about the best way to help clients and uh, encouraging you as a listener to call us with questions about financial planning and investment issues you have. But also, if you're, a, you're an advisor out there, you want to be an advisor, and you're looking for a path to do that that uh, we think is um, is the be- gives you the best opportunity to do the right thing for your clients, but also do it at a very high level. And mm-hmm. I know, Ethan, I just wanted to comment while we're on the air here that I really do appreciate all the work that, that you've put into building the empirical strategies. Um, you know, both of us, I think, have put in blood, 
sweat and tears <laughs> on this because we're very passionate about what we do. And it's exciting when you get to work with people who love doing what they do and are very passionate and uh, are always striving for the next level. And I, and I always appreciate that about you. So, Well, that's very nice, Ken. I obviously moment. feel the same way. Is there some music we can play for that? Because that was very touching. Um, if Simon was on the ball, he would have been on top of that. Right now? Uh, during that process. All right. But... Um, <laughs> no, I, seriously, though, I appreciate yeah. that. And obviously, I feel the same way about the stuff that uh, you've done over the years. has been, I mean, impacts are enormous. Uh, not just the folks here in the office, but the clients we work with as well. Oh, thanks. Okay, let's do the, the market update. Let's do it, as promised. Um, as promised. Uh, we're going to walk onto the stock exchange. And I don't, you know, if you're just tuning in here, we do this because that's what Wall Street uh, media purveyors do to keep things more exciting and keep you on the edge of your seat. I think it works. I may, I, I can't make any promises. I may or may not um, go through a variety of accents while Ethan does this, um, preferably English. It tends to bring us up a couple of more notches. It's my like personal said, favorite. We're hovering between a 9 and a 10 um, combination of all this. We're going to be at a 12. Yeah. So uh, let's open the door here and uh, get out to the floor. All right. All right. Can you hear me okay? I know it's a little loud in here. Is that Maria Bonaromo? I think it is. <laughs> Tell her we'll, we'll have lunch. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Maria. Okay. Yeah, excuse Catch me. You. We're trying to do Catch work here. Okay. All right. Yeah, so let's get started. Market update. Okay. Uh, as you know, most investors uh, probably know or are aware of that the last quarter was not particularly good for equity markets. Um, in fact, it was the worst single quarter we've had in, in equity markets since 2008. So pretty rough on the on the equity side of things. And I thought we'd just do a, a real real quick recap on, on some of the major asset classes across the board and see how they perform relative to each other. Um, man, I got quiet in here all of a sudden. What happened? Sorry about that. I closed the door for a second. Oh, all right. Let's keep it open because I like the energy. So... We'll start out with the, uh, the, maybe the worst performers uh, of the last quarter. And the worst performer for the last quarter, uh, Q3 of 2011, was U.S. small cap value down 24% for the quarter. Uh, pretty significant decline. Um, some other things, U.S. small cap down about 21% for the quarter. Um, emerging markets, uh, large cap down 22%. That stings. Man, it's, it really does This hurt. is painful. It's Mic a flogging. Micro cap stocks down about 20% for the quarter. I think you. I think you just did. All right. <laughs> Moving on here. Some of the things that have done reasonably well compared to others. Um, more or less, uh, the best equity performing asset classes uh, were U.S. large cap stocks over the last quarter, um, down about 10, 11 percent in that range, uh, which is obviously half of that of the emerging markets uh, and some of the international markets. And I, I think some of the explanation for that is obviously the uh, the currency has an effect on returns, particularly in short periods of time, and. Uh, over the last quarter, the the dollar has strengthened versus the most other major currencies like the euro and things. So that explains some of the difference of returns in the last th three months for sure. Some of the best performing Excellent. asset classes are uh, I can't believe this, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. I can't believe it's not real butter. Interme <laughs> intermediate, intermediate uh, U.S. Treasuries are up significantly for the quarter, which I, I guess makes sense. Uh, but they've had a really phenomenal run here over the last couple of years, especially. And they're up around 4 to 5% uh, over the last three months, uh, which is shocking because the yields, as Ken, we were discussing before the show, were extremely low. Right. You know, yields now, looking at the, the across the board, 30-year treasuries yielding a whopping 2.86% right now. 10-year uh, treasuries 
a yield of 1.8% right now. Yeah. Five-year under a percent, two-year under a quarter of a percent in terms of yield. So prices have been going up, up, up for treasuries, and obviously yields reflect that. You know, it's interesting when you look at the five-year return, for example, on uh, treasuries. Just the last five years, uh, intermediate uh, uh, government fixed income yeah. on the DFA, 7.4% per year. Wow. Um, short term government portfolio, 5. Point, or I'm sorry, 4.37%. And we say that all the time. That's amazing. I, I mean, something we, we talk about when we're setting investor expectations are the immediate yield that you receive doesn't necessarily translate into the return for the next five or 10 years. That's exactly right. Um, and that, I think for bonds, people have a harder time understanding that. But typically, the way we design and structure our fixed income models, we have some treasury uh, inflation protected, and that's 10% looks like for the last year. Yep. Uh, ending September 30 here, we're right. looking at this day. Uh, it certainly wasn't yielding that at the beginning of a year ago, right? It no. Actually, there's been times here where now we're at yet negative yields on, on, the, on those. So it's important to understand that what you're after is total return and risk management. How do these things work together and how do they, over time, how will they, how will they generate a return? And we've talked previously about this, but mm -hmm. many people tend to chase the yields. Yeah, it's true. Um, whatever the current yield is. And so, hey, it's not in treasuries anymore, right? It's somewhere else. And we've designed multiple models of fixed income that we run now. That's right. That have different levels of credit exposures. But when we're increasing expected return, we're doing it in a very educated way where we know what the additional risk is. We're not fooled in, into thinking that we can just go out and get higher yields or higher expected return, which is more important is the expected return. Yeah. But we're not fooled into thinking we can just do that without some kind of risk consideration. And so when we do it, we do it in a very structured and organized way to get to what we're trying to achieve. Yep. Uh, continue on, mi amigo. <laughs> well, I just want to underscore, it's been a pretty pretty rough quarter. I was watching the market yesterday, in fact, and something very intriguing happened. Uh, yes, intriguing. Um, I have um, a list, of, an e a list of ETFs that, that trade throughout the day uh, on my Google Finance, and I'm able to track, just in real time, different parts of the market. So at some points during the day, the Dow Jones, for example, the S&P, were significantly negative. But yet at the same time, I, I was shocked to see that micro-cap stocks and small-cap stocks were actually positive, uh, even though the Dow was down, let's say, 2% at periods of time. Right. And at the end of the day, last yesterday, uh, micro-cap stocks specifically were up. Are you ready for this? 7% in one day. 7% in one day. Eagods. It's pretty amazing. Uh, I, I don't know what I don't know really how to explain that other than that it's just it's it's interesting Well, I know how anyway. to explain it. There are various people buying and well, selling frantically throughout the day. <laughs> obviously, obviously there's tons of people buying it, but I don't understand why. I'm not sure what's driving that. My my sense was that understand. My sense was cuz those are the same stocks that had the worst performance over the last year and the last yeah. few months that hey, people some have seen hey, maybe this is the bottom in those critical asset classes. I don't know. That's interesting, Ethan. I mean, here we are in the amidst the chaos in the exchange here. Um, I'm a little emotionally charged right now. I can see that. But uh, if if you had hey, not, is that Vanna White? Yeah, she's <laughs> hey, what's going on? All right, um, sorry, Vanna White. <laughs> Why did you pick her, dude? <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> You're living in the '80s, man. Um, is that's that my decade, show, bro. The show peaked out. So uh, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, sorry. Here. Um, so anyway, what, what, I was, what I was thinking, Ethan, was if, 
If you had tuned into and were watching the market throughout the day yesterday, at the end of it, I mean, your cage would be a little rattled. Yeah. I mean, here we are at different points being down, like you said, over to what, 240 plus down? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, you might be, you might have been feeling like, and that was the third day we were down. Right. I think, uh, you know, the previous days that we're down, and you might be panicked and start getting yourself worked into a frenzy, only to find out that at the end of the day, the market was up 150. But if you hadn't tuned into anything, and all you got was the close, would you be in a different mental state? Now, ask yeah. yourself that. I think that's true. Would you be I in a different be. mental state if, if all you had got was the very end headline, right? Now, what if you took that and you expanded that concept and you said, I'm not going to even look, think or look about the market. I'll check it once a week, right? But now, maybe you do that once a month, right. or instead you do it once a quarter, um, particularly if you have someone like us working on your investments, for example. There's actually no reason to get yourself worked into a frenzy or feel like, hey, I've got to be involved. I've got to get something done here. Mm-hmm. The markets are going to do what the markets are going to do, and they may be more volatile now than ever because of the program trading and the, and the, the amount of hedge fund money and all the stuff that people talk about that increase the volatility or make things very, uh, very frantic or neurotic right now on the market. But most of us aren't checking the price of our house, hopefully, every single day on Zillow. Or, right. Um, and there was a time where we really couldn't until we actually contacted a realtor or looked at what other people in the neighborhood were selling their property for. And there was a lot more peace in our lives, I think. Yeah. And I just wanted to throw that in there. If you're watching the market intraday, you know, not just even once a day, throughout the day and getting yourself all worked up, you probably should stop. Yeah, you don't don't generally make uh, good decisions, particularly investment decisions, when, no. you, when you're in, a, in that state like that. I have one last thing, Ken, real quick. Okay, no, got? proceed on. We got about thirty seconds till the break. I was meeting it's with right. a, it's right. meeting with a, a client last week, and um, obviously we're reviewing performance, and performance hasn't been particularly good uh, for the globally diversified portfolios because assets outside the U.S. have done worse than those domestically for the right. most part. Um, but I, I was commenting on, hey, the very things that have done the very worst here recently, like especially emerging markets, you know, they're down 26, 25% in that range for just for the quarter. I, I asked the question, hey, do you, do you think it's time to get rid of those asset classes? Did we shut the door? What happened there? I did because we got a few seconds. So I want to let you get your thought through here. Oh, I just wanted to finish up here with that. Um, owning those emerging market asset classes, probably uh, is it a good thing to sell or keep, or keep those in the portfolio at this point? And I, I was saying that, hey, I think long-term, those, that's where the more growth is going to be. Well, hold that thought. We'll get right back to it when we come back. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Thanks. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor, or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. 
or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you are looking for creative ways to improve your bottom line, tune in to Make Your Move with Alan and Brian Bolio. Their proven track record of helping businesses enhance their profitability will provide the basis for a forum about actionable items based on a business person's perspective. The program will be business talk, but with an economic context, so you'll know how to stay ahead of the game. Make Your Move is broadcast live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All righty then. Welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. Ken and Ethan here. Uh, on the cutting edge of the latest and greatest uh, market news. Ethan, you were uh, finishing a thought as we were going through the market data of asset cl- uh, update, going through the right performance, and you were talking about emerging markets and some of these other asset classes. Should you hold the course, or should you be uh, running f- for the exits like the building is on is ablaze? Right, it's now, now a good time. If you're going to own equities, is it a good time to be selling You know, things that have done poorly more poorly recently, like emerging markets, the small cap value, the international small cap value, those sorts of things. And uh, my, my sense was, is, is, hey, probably not, because you know, over the long term, those are the very asset classes that have, do have the highest expected return. And it is because they have more risks, you know, specifically in those uh-huh. areas of the, of the world. Um, but again, we're taking a, a period of time, just the last three months, and then basing an entire lifetime of investment decisions based on that three months, if you make a change at this point in time. I, my, I would suggest rebalancing to those areas if they're out of whack within your portfolio. You know, if they're down within certain ranges and things, so they've passed their triggers, they should be purchased at this time rel- relative to being sold. That was my point. That was your point, and I, lo- and I love and it. And I think it's a pretty good point. Well, you know, something to think about. Back in um, 2008, Ethan, when, when uh, we were in, our, in the midst of our U.S. crisis, right? Uh, you know, I was meeting a lot of people that um, we were talking about the portfolio strategies and the equities, and uh, interestingly enough, there were people who were actually saying, "Hey, I'm not too keen on the U.S." Um, Lots of people were saying that. Not not too keen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we've always had international exposure in our portfolios, so it was interesting because many people thought we were trying to be astute by saying, "Hey, we're not." We're making a timing decision here, and I was like, "No, no, we've always had that uh, that international exposure. We're not making a bet that 
the international markets will do better going forward than the U.S. We're waiting and we're diversifying because it is the smartest thing to do um, through any market cycle. It's the smart thing. And it's smart because it's if we look back through his history, uh, diversifying among all the different nations helps you to avoid being stuck in the one that goes nowhere or completely ceases to exist. Um, and right. you do not know which countries going forward will be the will be the as far as their stock market returns will be the leader in any single individual year. It's very impossible, virtually impossible. And nobody puts up a list that I've seen that accurately organizes all the countries and which one will have the highest return down to which one will have the lowest in advance each year and gets it right. Have you ever seen that list? <laughs> it's the same thing as the stocks, right? Right. Yet uh, people engage in this well. nonsense, right? right. Yeah. Nobody has any track record of doing it. It's like no one's seen really seen a Sasquatch. But yet we've got all kinds of gear and all kinds of things surrounding Sasquatch protection. Right. You know, it's, when you go camping, <laughs> it's crazy, right? And people are buying the stuff. I love, I love like, the, well, wait a minute. Why shouldn't we, reference. shouldn't we find one first <laughs> before we start buying all kinds of equipment? That makes good sense. Sasquatch repellent. I'll be happy to sell it to you, Ethan, if that's what you want. Sure. But uh, anywho. <laughs> Sasquatch <laughs> repellent. That's a good one. Uh, I come up with these analogies. I don't, right know, on I the don't know how you do it. It's a, it's a steel trap up here. Must be. So anyway, Ethan, what I'm saying is this, that back then people were saying, hey, um, I'm not, I had actually had a, an, an investor that I met with that didn't hire us because we wouldn't put him entirely into internationally. He didn't want to have any U.S. exposure um, at that time. So he chose not to work with us. And I uh, said, so, well, we just, that doesn't make any sense. You have no evidence. It was entirely based on his viewpoint. Now, from that time to now, if we look at the IFA, which is a as a broad European, right, yep. developed country index, uh, compared to the S and P five hundred, just the U.S. index, the the, the U.S. has actually done better. Um, it it's just how it's happened to work out. But this is a guy who, at that time, right, was so down on the U.S. And why was he so down on the U.S.? Well, primarily because the current news was very bad. Yep. And the market actually continued to go down in the United States, but also all all around the the world. Right. Um, and you know, it, it always intrigues me because I wonder if if this person's actually looking at the track record of his decision and going, well, that wasn't very bright. I, I highly doubt it. You know, we always come up for reasons why it was the smart thing to do, and we're the ones making these decisions without any facts or evidence mm -hmm. surrounding them. But the point is it, related to yours is. You know, there's going to be asset classes just because they've gone down doesn't mean that we have now avoid them. Right. Right. Just as, just because the U.S. market had gone down doesn't mean we avoid it. Um, and if we look at the characteristics here, Ethan, in the last few minutes, uh, we're looking at, you know, aggregate price to earnings ratio, excluding the companies that have negative earnings. Mm -hmm. uh, you kind of get an estimate of what, what the valuation is. Um, Right now, if we look at hey, where where are the cheaper um, multiples? Where do they where do they lie? Right, um, you've got international small cap value, for example, nine point three seven times earnings. International value nine point seven one. Um, if you took the entire world uh, minus the U.S. value, it's about nine point seven. And uh, emerging markets are hovering around ten. 
uh, yeah, between 10 and 11, for example, and uh, which means emerging markets, this area that's gotten hit pretty hard, and this data, by the way, is of August because the PE data gets updated once a month. We haven't got the September 30th data yet. Right. But my point is, Ethan, that the, the place where it's, it's, uh, it's pretty inexpensive is the area that's some of these areas that have gotten hammered pretty hard. Yes. Um, so from a, from a pricing perspective anyway, um, it's certainly not something you would say, hey, this is, this is wildly overvalued. Right. And again, to put that in perspective, the S&P at the peak of the previous bubble burst was trading at times close to 50 times earnings. Oh, back in the, the tech. Back in tech the tech. Yeah, 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 we go back to 2000. Mm -hmm. um, now, we weren't, we weren't uh, at that level during the, sec the crisis. No. Because that was a different kind of market decline. <laughs> but... Um, right. I, I, any who's, it's the... Uh, see where the large... Uh, is Ethan? Do you know where the U.S. large company is trading about? Uh, so S and P, about a little under thirteen times earnings, twelve point eight seven times. Right. Um, trailing twelve month earnings. So if you use a forward PE, um, you'd actually even get a, a, a lower number on that. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. yeah and I, uh, international small cap values nine point three right now. Well, as of August thirty uh, first, I'm sure it's lower than that now, just because the market's been. Has been has gone down since then, but that's pretty low too. For yeah, relative historical averages, I'll bet. But nope, we're not suggesting anyone should be buying in and out of stocks or asset classes no. simply based on the PE. It's just a a, a simple measure of the price range, just to get an idea of um, of where the valuation is. Right, and, you know, uh, if if there's extremes in the PEs, that that could be a signal to make a change. If if you know. If, international small cap value was on a two or something, right? That'd be very extreme. It seems likely that'd be a good opportunity. But things that are, that are in a relative range, um, there may not be any, any real additional market opportunity beyond just what the market offers. Uh, but when things are, are very high or very low, uh, then it is possible to make it. Well, Ethan, we've got we've to end this. Already? Yep. Oh. So uh, that's the update for this week, and we'll be back live next week. So tune in. Be prepared to call. If you want to get us your questions in advance, call us 1-800-923-4307 or contact at empiradio.com. Thank you very much for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. Please join us again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And for more information about Empirical Investing Radio, please call 800-923-4307. We'll see you next week.
Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 